Hey, this is Nick, and this is your Behind the Marquee Monday bonus content. This conversation, Ariel, Caitlin, and I was recorded and meant for episode four uh, last Friday, but I uh, took it out because I felt it pushed the episode uh, a little too long, but I hope you enjoy it now. Uh, This is us discussing the hashtag Filmstruck4 trend that was bouncing around social media at the time and one where we talk about uh, the four films that we feel define us. So uh, we hope you enjoy it. Uh, We'll be back in your feed with a whole new episode next week, Friday. In the meantime, share with us your own Filmstruck 4s. We'd love to hear more more from you. And leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, Give us a rating. And I hope you enjoy this episode. going to move right along from there and get to something that is uh, sort of taking over social media right now, which is the Filmstruck 4. Hashtag Filmstruck 4. And this is something, the Filmstruck is this social media, uh, not, uh, a streaming service mm-hmm. uh, run by TCM in the, in the Criterion Collection. Um, you can sign up for a 14-day free trial if you go on their website right now if you want, if you want to learn more about this. Uh, but what, what they're doing right now is that they... They're, they have this campaign where they, they throw out hashtag Filmstruck4 and people post the four films that they believe define themselves. So I thought this would be something fun that we can get into, mm. maybe learn a, learn a little about each other. If I can start. Please do. If, uh, <laughs> give you some time to think about it. Uh, so mine, no surprise, <laughs> my first one is Star Wars Return of the Jedi. And I talked about Empire Strikes Back on a previous podcast because that is my favorite of the of the franchise. But Return of the Jedi, I think, is it's the first one that I have a memory of seeing, actually, watching it on TV with my dad and my brother. And I just remember that night, I my head was just filled with questions. Of, <laughs> like, one, I'm a some like four or five year old kid coming into this <laughs> series the at, at the conclusion right. so my head is filled with questions i just i just remember staying up uh asking my brother all sorts of questions and i think ultimately what the what this franchise did for me was seed this love for movies that has grown so much since then and then my second one is oh brother where art thou hmm. and this is my first experience seeing something from the coen brothers uh, i don't m- remember what age this would be but it showed me how unique and stylistic movies could be. And it was my first time, I think, noticing, um, as, especially as I got more into their filmography, uh, the personal mark directors can have mm-hmm. on, on, on their own films. And I think it was the first time that I reali- really realized the art of cinema. Um, and then my third one would be Train Spotting. Uh, this is one of the films that made me notice uh, what can be done with small independent budgets. Uh, this was uh, the you know, Danny Boyle's uh, film about heroin mm-hmm. with Ewan McGregor. And I was blown away by by the, just his framing and his interlacing of cuts and especially in the amount of humor mm-hmm. that could be conveyed in such a dark subject. And comedy has always been um, sort of a, a soft spot for me. I just I, I really... I've really become uh, this sort of comedy nerd, which leads me to my fourth, which is sort of a cheat, uh, Blazing Saddles or Young Frankenstein. (laughs) 
And this is something that I probably saw on TV at too young of an age with my dad. <laughs> and it was my first instance of seeing how absurd comedy could be. And it was very influential to a, to a young Nick uh, as I grew into the comedy nerd that I am today. And I think those are four films that um, they're each specific personality traits about myself that I think all four of these films hit. That's great. And those are my four. The yes. hashtag film struck four. Do you want to get into this with you two? Yeah. Um, you have definitely thought that one a lot more yeah. <laughs> than I have. Um, but my four, the first one, um, it was very, very obvious to me, and it came really quickly, and that is The Little Mermaid. Uh, um, my, you know, my name is Ariel, and um, I actually um, was born in China, and I immigrated to the United States when I was five. And um, when I moved here, my parents asked me, what? Do you what you what do you want your English name to be? Um, and the first American film that I saw was The Little Mermaid. My mom had actually brought the VHS to China for me to watch when I was three or four. And um, and I I don't know if I actually knew what was going on in the movie, but mm-hmm. I really liked it enough to want to be called Ariel. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> That is my first movie that really defines me because it defines my name. Yeah. But also, um, you know, the, I think uh, Ariel in the movie was probably one of the first princesses that went out and got her man instead of waiting to be saved. Hell yeah. Whether it's unconscious, you know, <laughs> or uh, yeah. in distress. I mean, there is a scene where she is in distress, but uh, she went out to save him, which was great. Yes. Um, and I feel like that really kind of set the tone for me as wanting to be a strong, independent woman to oh, yeah. go out and get her man. Yeah. <laughs> um, my second choice, um, this was a film that my uh, my stepdad had in his collection of DVDs. This was Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, All right. Yeah. My dad really got me into loving space and the idea of uh, UFOs. And so I watched this movie when I was way too young. And <laughs> I actually... When I wrote this down, I remember it being really impactful in my life because it kind of started my whole um, desire to watch sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't actually remember how the film ended because I was really young when I last saw it, and then the VHS tape got destroyed. Um, so I'm going to have to Google Play that one yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, my third one theme of sci-fi is Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. Classic. One, two, maybe not three. <laughs> um, but... Um, that movie was just really cool. It was a young Michael J. Fox. Um, and then the idea of going back in time. So there's a little science involved. N- very little science yeah. involved. <laughs> um, but, you know, just the, the the physics of that displayed on screen was mm-hmm. just really interesting, a different type of sci-fi than, you know, aliens and unexplained uh, physics. Um, and my fourth one you know, I really struggled to figure out what my fourth one would be. And um, I think I, I chose The 13th Warrior, which is a Antonio Banderas movie. Oh. Um, he plays a, uh, a Muslim diplomat um, who was exiled from his country because he fell in love with the wrong woman. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he traveled um, into North Country and he, like, um, ended up in a Viking village, and the Vikings were um, f- creating a group of people to go and destroy this, like, 
spirit or something that's been terrorizing some village nearby. And, um, you know, a soothsayer kind of put him on their team. And, you know, he's like, I'm a, I'm a diplomat. I don't fight or do any <laughs> of that. And these Vikings are just like, you know, they're, they're volunteering because they want to kill and destroy people. And the thing that was really interesting in the movie was that the Vikings spoke a completely different language than Antonio Banderas' character. Mm-hmm. And so in the beginning, you kind of see um, them just talking and there's no subtitles. And you're, it's very obvious that they're talking about him, but mm-hmm. he has no idea what they're saying about him. And there's just this one scene where they're talking, they're talking, he's spending a lot of time with them at campfires and stuff. And all of a sudden, he starts picking up on their words, and he essentially learns their language just by listening to them talk. And so in the movie, the way they portray that is it's gibberish, gibberish, and all of a sudden, like, an English word floats in, (laughs) which is actually not the language that they're speaking (laughs) or he speaks. But for us as viewers, we kind of just that progression of how he learns the language I thought that was amazing how they depicted that. And then in the end, he says something back to them, and they're all like, oh, my gosh, he learned our <laughs> language. That's amazing. And I was like, that's amazing because that's really how you learn um, a language. And for me, as, you know, I had to learn English as my second language, mm-hmm. you know, the best way to learn is to immerse yourself. And what a better way to immerse yourself than just to be surrounded by people talking about you all yeah. the time. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, those are my four. The, the 13th Warrior? Yeah. Uh, so that's something I'm going to have to pick up from the Ann Arbor District Library then because yes. I yeah. haven't seen it. I think all these titles we can probably find here at the library. Yes. Uh, so come check them out. And uh, but as we get to Caitlin here, I don't know if, you, if you've if you got yours, Caitlin. I should, I should say that I, 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 did, come up with some stuff. I, I did I did drop this uh, <laughs> sort of on you at the last minute. So this is a little, bit of, a little bit of an experiment. I saw this on Twitter. I was like, we have to talk about this on the podcast. So, it's great. I mean, yeah, we should all be talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> These hashtags, they're important. So, <laughs> What do you got for us? Oh, well, um, on the fly, yeah. so I would say some people remember me on certain movies, right? So yeah. people remember me specifically and maybe something that I've done that reminded them of a movie uh-huh. or maybe I... T- so I'll just tell you some stories yeah. that, that have four <laughs> movies. So first, I guess the one, it's gonna... Again, we all said it. We maybe watched this movie way too young. So mine is <laughs> Dirty Dancing. So I definitely watched it when I was way too young. And she's the, you know, baby, the main character. Mm-hmm. She's Her real name is Frances. And she was named after the first... Oh, gosh, I can't remember. Like, first woman elected to uh, something. Okay. Anyway, my mom and I were watching Jeopardy. Uh-huh. And... Um, the question came on Jeopardy, and my little six-year-old voice said, Francis. <laughs> and my mom thought I was like a baby genius. She was like, oh, my God. And she was like, how did you know that? And I said, dirty dancing. And that's, so that's okay. My mom still repeats that story to this day. So, And I know every word of dirty dancing. Watching it now as a person who's watched now. A t- not We've all watched a ton of movies as we get older, but uh-huh. I just laugh at it. I, was, I watch that movie all the time. Anyway. Um, in high school, I rented the first time I was able to take my car and drive to the, um, I think, Blockbuster, but I didn't have Blockbuster in Paint Me. It was <laughs> Entertainment Tonight. Um, so I went to Entertainment Tonight, which is actually in Whitmore Lake, and I picked up, I don't know how I found out about these two movies, but I picked up Kids 
by Harmony Corinne. Ooh. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, and then Eraserhead. So oh, Caitlin, wow. first foray into independent <laughs> cinema and also like just a, a little experimental. I watched those two movies and I said, yes, this is this is it. I want to do this. <laughs> I want more films want, about AIDS. Yeah, it was very confusing, <laughs> but I also was totally intrigued. And I'm like, there's if this person's making this movie and then also Eraserhead, I'm like, I have got to see more of this. Yeah. So that's really kind of got, it's not really one that defines me, but it defined my path, I suppose, in my in my profession. Perfect. And then um, my last one is Whale Rider, um, because I, <laughs> so I was babysitting my cousins, Nathan and Hannah, and at the time they were, again, probably too young, like maybe, <laughs> maybe seven and then 12 or 11, I took them to see The Whale Rider and they were so bored and they still make fun of me because I was supposed to be like the fun babysitter and then they're like, you took us to see Whale Rider. <laughs> it was a little over their heads at the time, but I think now they'd appreciate it. But they bring that one up as well. So because I wanted them to see something not just like, you know, you know, commercial success. I wanted them to like really think about movies and they were like, oh God. It's like, it's like Free Willy. But I know. That's, I think that's how I sold it. I'm like, let's come on. This is this is good. It's a different culture. Let's figure this out. And I'll get you candy. So I mean, I think that's how I got them. But anyway, so those are some movies that were, you know, and, you know, I suppose I get to think about it a little bit more, though. Yeah, it's all right. But yeah, I'm glad we all got to see it inside <laughs> each other a little bit more, yes. get a little bit more transparent about ourselves. <laughs> and we'll have to get your mom on the podcast to tell some of these stories that she has. Oh yeah, <laughs> she'd, yeah. Be, she'd be great. Oh, she would be. She, <laughs> especially after seeing like some of the movies, other movies that I rented after Kids in Racer Head. She's like, this kid. What am I gonna do with her? Yeah.